welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Donald Trump is officially the nominee for the Republican Party to run for president in November. And the thing that cracked me up was that Pence, in making a very boring, I cannot believe this guy's a politician, the most flatline sounding speech ever, says that freedom and free markets are on the ballot. And that just cracks me up because if there are two things that are not on the ballot right now, even even in the third party candidates, freedom and free markets are not really an option. It's just a funny way, to me anyway, to hear someone campaign because it's such a vague concept and that can mean so many different things to so many different people. And it actually I, reminds me of something yeah. Brian Stelter said, but I'll tell you that tell you about that in a minute. I we've I've always talked about like the psychic paper from Doctor Who that Obama said nothing and you could just project and Trump says everything and you pick what you want. I heard legal man call it the other day a Barnum statement. It is. Is that it's like a PT Barnum? PT Barnum. Yeah. It's, it's a glittering generality is what these are called. Yes, in you've said language. that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Fuzzy language. Yes. So, oh, people did love our talk with him. So. He said he's willing to go deep on the deep stuff like you like. Yeah, he I, he likes Barnum too. I'm a big big fan yeah. of Yeah, oh no, you guys I'm definitely going to pass the baton to you for the next legal man conversation, which is coming soon. But yeah, the pen stuff, the but I mean even there's no right. For me, my interpretation of those glittering generalities is nowhere near anything that's in the offing right now for this country on election day. I have more to talk about later in that regard, but anyway, and um, so I don't know if you have anything on that, but I do want to talk about a big change in staff at the White House coming down soon. Well, related to the Republican National Convention, Brian Stelter, the host of CNN's Reliable Sources, the most unreliable source on television. He talked about the D or the RNC on his show, and the whole premise of the show was based on what he called asymmetrical lying. What do you think he means by asymmetrical lying? That one side lies more than the other? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he means by it, that the right asymmetrical lying going on they lie so so much more than the left he even went on to point to the dnc to say when you look at the dnc the the fact checkers the fact checkers said that most of the speeches at the dnc were mostly vague in general but when they were specific they were telling the truth that's what that's where the fuzzy language comes in because the vague generalities is part of the lie that's how they deceive people so he's being a little bit deceptive and and skipping over that but the premise of the show was asymmetrical lying and this was not something that anybody questioned nobody said well let's debate whether or not they lie more than the other side it was just an accepted premise and then they went on to talk about how should the media handle this asymmetrical lying and all these all this disinformation that's about to come from Trump 
How should the media handle it? And they went on to discuss what to do. Should we jump in during the middle of the RNC? Should we interrupt the coverage and have our scientists and fact checkers correct the president? One, one panelist said, we need to protect the American public from this president and from this disinformation that's coming from this asymmetrical lying. And we need to make sure that we help the American public stay away from this, this bad information. So this goes back to the Q, QAnon type stuff, trying to censor out certain opinions. There's definitely a lot of that going on. And I would say from my assessment or observations, the only actual person who is authentic and likely to get a place in Congress is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And that the other like five candidates that are being um, she's being tainted by are not likely to get in or are kind of full of it or whatever. But I do see this QAnon never Trumper thing coming out in the form of the Kellyanne Conway, George Conway <clears throat> battle royale, where he is part of the Lincoln Project, which reminds me of the log cabin thing, which is gay Republicans. But this Lincoln thing is never Trumper Republicans. And then Kellyanne Conway, I never heard her say anything about Q, but I'm sure you know she's squarely in the Trump camp, the always Trump camp, the whatever, you know, Trump do or die camp. I think then, we're going to see, yeah. we might see the anti-Trump Kellyanne Conway emerge in the next few months. Really? Well, maybe. And don't forget, she has that Mercer backstory. She was in, she and Bannon are part of the same, the same, um, that Mercer thing. It's like CFP. It's like, it's supposed to be the conspiracy, the CFR for, of the right. I, I'm not sure how really powerful or important it is, but Bannon and Kellyanne Conway and Robert Mercer and Cambridge Analytica and all of that are in that basket. So it's interesting to me that Bannon is getting arrested at the same time Kellyanne Conway stepping down. But what she said, and I think this was really interesting, was that I immediately saw that she's stepping down, and I want you to give us a little backstory on this, but because her daughter uh, is having problems. You said what? She's her daughter them? says she announced on Twitter that she's officially seeking emancipation. I'm officially pushing emancipation. Buckle up because this is probably going to be public one way or another. Unfortunately, welcome to my life. All right. So she's a TikTok star. This is working for her, no doubt. But I noticed two things about that. One is when Kellyanne Conway took this job in the beginning, she was the people will ridicule you. Your opposition will ridicule you for anything, even if it's hypocrisy. So maybe the, the right lies more, but the left is more hypocritical, I think, in some ways. And they would say about her that she has children. How can she take such a big job? Won't she neglect her kids? What a bitch or whatever. So I thought, oh, wow, they were right. And when her parting comment was less drama, more mama, I'm just going to focus on my kids now. And the other thing I thought was very interesting and goes to the youth dialectic, which I pegged out of nowhere with no clues at all as the only untapped dialectic a few years back. I was like, I wonder if they'll turn young against old. Well, here we are. And one of the things that I found interesting about it was that in this time of youth, which is a big part of the World Economic Forum, Great Reset stuff, they really focus on the youth making these changes. The daughter, the youth, and her activism is actually changing things because she won't take it even at home. She will break ranks with the family publicly to make the political change. And that reminds she me a lot. She could inspire her other children to do the same. 
and, and just the whole world's children. Because China, one of the big things they did to make sure the parents didn't get out of line, they indoctrinated the kids to, to rat on the parents. You, you could have gotten your parents killed. And Zoom in the home for schooling and stuff works both ways. The parents can watch the teachers, but the teachers can watch the parents. So I feel like this is foreshadowing of... Uh, whether it ever gets publicity or not, a real problem where you basically have spies inside your home. Yeah. See something, say something, trying to turn people against each other, turning families against each other. Here's some of the quotes that Claudia Conway had. Talking about her dad, she says, we agree on absolutely nothing. We both just have happen to have the common sense when it comes to our current president. My mom, my mother's job ruined my life to begin with. It's heartbreaking that she continues to go down this path after years of watching her children suffer. Selfish. It's all about money and fame, ladies and gentlemen. And then she wrote, I'm savage, LOL. Yikes. She sounds like a real, real peach. Piece of work. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is WWE. They got the right, huh? How much is WWE and how much is real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how much I, they got the right girl for the job. Yeah, the way that uh, her dad acts and the way that she acts, Kellyanne, they both exaggerate. They're both over the top. They both use pretty insane rhetoric at times. I think the daughter's falling right in with the way the parents communicate as well. Interesting. Maybe they have the same coach. Possibly. One more thing about the, the Stelter asymmetrical lying show that he did. I just find it... I We know this. We point this out, but... This is one of the more blatant examples of the the post RNC narrative already being laid out before the RNC even starts. I mean, they laid out in detail exactly what they're going to repeat again, probably almost verbatim after the RNC. It's that first impressions thing. Yeah. They just make sure that they've got that uh Absolutely. They're, they don't care how obvious it is. They're set in the frame. It's more their, important for yeah. them to own your mind than to, they know your logic will never overcome that first impression. Yep. So they just know where the power is. I did also want to say one more thing about the China stuff. I think I mentioned this on the DPP the other night, which was widely regarded as the best DPP ever. I'll tell you about that in a sec. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Speaking of neighbors, Bill sent me an interesting photo the other day. In Smyrna, Georgia, there is a mask mandate now. And within the mandate, there's a paragraph that grants an exemption if you post a sign in your business. And the sign says the following. So anybody in Smyrna, Georgia, who wants to make sure they don't get the mask mandate enforced upon them, which it doesn't say in there how they would enforce it. But if you want to follow the letter of the law, it says, pursuant to executive order number five by the mayor of Smyrna, Georgia, the imitable and honorable Mr. Derek Norton This location does not consent to the enforcement of any local face covering requirement upon this property. That's the sign. You got to put that in your window. 
it gives that exemption within the mandate, which I find interesting that they allow that ex- that they put that exemption in there. Can I think it's again? good to give people an exemption. <laughs> Say it again. I'll skip the first part, the le- the legalese. Yeah. This location does not consent to the enforcement of any local wow. face covering okay. requirement upon this property. Wow. A neighbor's feed and seeds got that sign right there in their window. That's awesome. Uh, that reminds me of a video I saw out of France where a grocery store worker pulled down his face mask to breathe. And I don't know how long he had it down or what. And I can't understand it because it's in French. But the cops went to arrest him or touch his face or whatever. And he resisted. And I've been telling people this ever since I became aware of what the hell was going on in the Middle East. People will, law and order relies on consent, on people's cooperation. You cannot force 7 billion people to do something against their conscience. You can't do it. So everybody goes along with it because they agree with the rules. When they stop agreeing and you start bombing people indiscriminately, they're going to bomb you back. You start arresting people against their will for things that they know they have the inherent right to do. They're going to resist. So, of course, the guy's resisting. There's a big scuffle. I don't know how it resolved itself. I tweeted the video. Can't tell if that was the end of the story, if they carried him off or what. But in the end, they uh, all I saw is they physically put the mask back on his face with their fucking hands, whatever. Not their naked hands, but regardless, there's jizzaroonies now everywhere. So it's just, it's getting crazy. In there's Canada, what everywhere? That was an expression of my father's. It isn't what you're thinking. It's just, it's cooties. Okay. Cooties. I wonder if anyone listening has ever heard that expression. It may have been an invention of my father. But anyway, they, there are cooties everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Canada, they gave the guy uh, something like a $2,300 fine. I can't see for having a party at his house. In LA, they shut down. So uh, they turned off. I told you this last week. They turned off the power of a guy who's having a party. I noticed that with Canada, Trudeau must be super corrupt. He actually prorogued Parliament. These unprecedented, almost prorogations, unbelievable to me because they're they're coming down hard on a big scandal against him that they were they used personally connected businesses to get the fees for a charity that the government was giving money to or a facilitator of student grants. And people like, well, who knows? It's a family related, like maybe the laws are too strict. My opinion is they set up your wife, your family, whatever, so that you can just launder the money through. So it's not actually in your name, but the whole thing is about getting the money. It's not a coincidence. You happen to be in the same business. It's all about that. And I feel like you can really manipulate people who are corrupt or who have nothing but politics in their background that Trudeau can't probably can't work. His father was the prime minister. He can't probably has no skills whatsoever. And and they 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 are going to do whatever they are told to do. Trudeau has these controversies emerge. And then the way that he gets out of them is he just gets up and very disingenuously apologizes and then starts saying, I think we need free health care and education for all, and everybody needs to have universal income. And he, he just starts spouting the most generic progressive talking points, and nobody cares about his blackface anymore or any of the other scandals that emerge. He's a, he's a puppet. That, he's a straight puppet. Yeah, I mean, he'll do whatever they tell him to do. I mean, yeah. to the death. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if – not that he would know that that was the plan, but, like, they could – use him for anything is my guess and nothing would ever come out even his family because 
it's just all there is there probably. And the Canadians who listen to us confirm this all the time. I just solicited a little information. They just, it was overwhelming how much they came up with. But I did want to say, just because I teased it earlier, that, yeah, the DPP was freaking hilarious. I mean, ridiculously hilarious. <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of embarrassed at, like, uh, how uncensored it was. <laughs> I really <laughs> enjoyed when you received a text message and nope, I realized... <laughs> don't even... Stop right now. I won't there. go into the details. Anyway, we have a good DPP coming up September 4th. A free-for-all, so all you have to do is be a patron of the truth or higher, and the great Tim Andrews is going to be a guest that oh, day. That's going to be fun. But I did, let me just rattle this off, sorry, only because I was starting to talk about it, that uh, I talked about it that night. Dean had tweeted at me an article from 1971 from the New York Times about what was happening in Mao's China, or I don't know if Mao is still there, but like in the Cultural Revolution of yeah. China, was that they were destroying the four old thing, olds, for old things, old ideas, old customs, and old habits. And I would say here with our monuments and everything, but also we're destroying old people. We're destroying old people. And uh, I think it is all part of this cultural revolution that Klaus Schwab, possibly the most powerful man in the world, I guess, or the front man for whoever it is behind the scenes, instituting the Great Reset, it is the great cultural revolution of the world, and it is coming. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of similarities there in this upheaval. That reminded me of, have you heard the concept of total war? I'm sure that you have. Total war? Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it, but... What? Joe Goebbels. 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 He would pressure Hitler into using total war measures, including closing businesses not essential to war effort, conscripting women into the labor force and enlisting men in previously exempt occupations into the army. And Hitler finally made him the, the, like the overlord of total war. But when, you look, when I, you look into total war, that idea of total war, they do the same things that we're doing right now. Shutting but down why, businesses except for but, essential services, making people stay at home. But this total war is against us overtly. What was their total war against? Total war against Jews? Yeah. This is that World War II. That was just Jews who would have to oh, do this that? Was, this, was during the war, this was during World War II. I don't know who no, specifically. No, but I mean, you understand like, why I'm puzzled by that. Why yeah. would you shut down businesses of the people you're on the same side as? To marshal all the resources for this war effort. Oh. That's what they did during World War One for us as well. That was the P Committee yeah, on Public Information. Yes, yes, yes. I understand what you're saying. It was do and and the Public but Committee on Public Information just, used to say the same thing. It's pay, do your patriotic duty, right. be a good citizen. But here the difference is that, well, I would say my insight is more about having done that in the past. Looked to to this moment as if well, that's what they needed to get the resources. But as I think about it, that in itself might have been a way to co-opt people by feeling 
uh, invested. Oh, absolutely. That's the, the strategy. War. Yeah, and totally. the outcome. Not so. You're saying that the past war stuff isn't wasn't strictly about getting the resources to the war effort. It was also about co-opting the population. Because right now, yes, it's only they, about, yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely about, about co-opting the population. The population. They right. say it's to get the resources, and maybe that's part of it. But the primary objective objective is to get the nation to rally behind the war effort. Well, and I think exactly we're seeing that we're now also with people going to yell at people who don't wear a mask. Of course, and they're blaming the the non-conformists, the non-cooperators for the problem of shutting down the places. They're not looking at the government saying, stop shutting us down. They're looking at the people who aren't wearing masks and saying, stop shutting us down. Yeah, and as we found out with the picture they were circulating from Etowah High School of the seniors outside, they kept saying... 500 people have been exposed or whatever, and they show that picture and they'd say, here's the seniors that didn't social distance or wear a mask. But then you read further down in the article, none of those people pictured have tested positive. So they're willing to use any sort of distortion and manipulation to achieve this purpose. Yes, and and even testing positive, who's getting sick? And as a follow-on to that, did you see the article I posted about the Lima, Peru nightclub there was a nightclub i tweeted about it there was a nightclub in peru where they were not following quarantine measures so the police raided the nightclub caused a stampede and 13 people died wow in the interest of quarantine measures all those people died were they Firing when the, how do you raid? What's a raid like that causes that kind of stampede? They must have come from all the doors to try to round people up, and I'm sure the people weren't afraid of the quarantine cops. They were probably doing drugs and stuff. I don't know. I mean, Peru they probably thought it was like cocaine. a shooting. Oh yeah, right. Maybe who knows what they thought? Because that makes me think of those nightclub shootings. The yeah, and I've been to Lima many times, Ben. I uh, it's it. There's only one Miraflores or whatever is the only place I could felt safe or was told was safe. I think it's pretty sketchy. I doubt they have any kind of real strict fire codes that people, you know, I don't know. But that's just to me a horrible, you know, you want to call it unintended consequence, but who knows? A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash prop report for your special offer. By the way, our friends at True Hemp Science know how much I love the Ultra Sports Muscle Rub, which I was totally missing when I was out of town. I didn't bring it with me, my mistake. So they're offering a half ounce jar. That's a $20 value almost for any Propaganda Report listeners who buy $50 or more of the CBD products at truehempscience.com. You can go to our landing page there, truehempscience.com slash report. If you want the gift, please use the coupon code at checkout, P-R-P-C-O-D-E, P-R-P code. Fantastic. I know. I love that stuff, I have to say. So... Richard Spencer yeah. is oh, voting yeah. for Joe Biden, he announced he on Twitter. Again? Do what? Richard Spencer, he's a neo-Nazi. Richard Spencer was or is a neo-Nazi involved, I believe he was one of the speakers at the Unite the Right rally. He's one of the main, he's one of the one of the top white nationalist speakers 
in the country. And he's famously on that video from a few years ago where he's giving an interview and somebody runs up and punches him in the face. Well, just like in the days of Stalin and Hitler, the communists and the Nazis have united again with Richard Spencer going over the Joe Biden camp. Well, the Nazis and the communists only had one difference, nationalism and internationalism. And they worked, yeah, they worked hand in hand for a very long time. I mean, I guess you could say that with communists, they said the government should actually own the corporations, whereas with the fascists, they said the corporations had to cooperate with the government. And both their leaders were totalitarian dictators using their ideologies to concentrate their power. Well, that's par for the course. Yeah, so... So We'll see if Joe Biden, we'll see if he, yes, yeah, so he was, he was a big player in the Unite the Right rally in the aftermath, and we'll see if Joe Biden denounce him, denounces him or if the media ask him to denounce him. I got to say, if you don't see that, how race is being used as a weapon, I mean, I've got two, first of all, race is being used. I read a book in, in the mid 20s, from the mid 20th century about the UN, it's peace from the wonderful people who brought you Korea and Vietnam, you probably won't even be able to find it if you try. I'd have to find I'd have to find it for you. But he just talks about how race is the weapon and they can they're going to use race to destroy everything that um people would defend that keeps people together, whatever. I'm not I, I I'm not promoting uh the opposite. I'm just saying it's a weapon regardless of the merits. And of course, any argument has to have merits in order to get followers to be able to exploit. You have to have that. And it does. But right now it's being used for stuff that's completely irrelevant to race, including destroying the past under the guise of destroying the history of slavery, which you can't. It's You, you want to be reminded of it so you don't repeat it. The nationalizing the police or at least making them under federal control and he who pays the piper. So defund them locally, fund them federally. That's what the second part of that slogan really is. And then the elections, the elections are going to be in play. They're going to say they have to be federal. I'm sure it's going to be a blue red thing that with the post office, uh, they'll slow walk in the, they'll be accused of slow walking in the blue states, whatever. And uh, and as for the riots, I have to say I was pretty surprised or at least not surprised in a sad way when I saw a picture on the front on the homepage of Fox of a dealership with all the cars burning. Now, let me ask you, Binkley, could you light a car on fire? When was the last time you saw a fiery single vehicle crash? I can't recall seeing one in person. That, that Michael Hastings thing, not even in person, but like Michael Hastings crashed into it, whether he did it himself or not, crashed into a tree, actually went and looked at the tree while it was still charred uh, so fast, so hard that the car burst into flames. And Mercedes said, our cars do not do that. You can't do that. And they, they took great pains, the auto industry over the years to keep that from happening. So I see it. I only saw pictures from one dealership, but they said all over Wisconsin, car dealerships were burning. The cars were burning. The video I saw, there's just, they, they were doing funny business to get the cars to burn. And I, I think you might even have had to have had access to the inside of the car or under the hood. And many cars were burning. There were no firemen there. This was all in Kenosha, Wisconsin, or elsewhere in Wisconsin, maybe, but for sure in Wisconsin. And it was all based on a, a 
cop shooting a guy, Jacob Blake, I think his name was, as he he walked away from them unarmed, he went into a car, and as he was getting into the car, a cop was behind him and shot him like eight times. I mean, whatever. But it was very blurry. It was far away. It wasn't a body cam. It was nothing. And you, I mean, as a as a person from uh, who's looking, who's a skeptic, I look at that picture and I say, I'm assuming that he went in there and got a big ass gun and turned around and was going to shoot the cop. But I don't know because it was behind the door. Juxtapose that with the Anthony McLean video where one of the, the cop who shot him, his body cam was off. Give me a break. At a Pasadena, the guy was running away and they shot him in the back dead. And you, there is not one mention of that on national media. Not one. And that one is the one that everybody would agree on who the wrongdoer is. Absolutely. And the other one is the vague one that would be divisive. Right. So I don't know if it's... And and the people who want to stop cop violence against black people are the ones who should want the unambiguous murder Mm -hmm. one. But I don't know if it's simply the art of ambiguity at work or... Because Pasadena has protocols that are the national protocols that they're working on, like transparency, reporting, releasing of the video, blah, blah, blah. So they're going through all this process. Nothing will happen to that cop. Zero. But the process is in place, which is such a it's exactly what happened to our schools, our kids schools, is that they're so fixated on process that outcomes don't matter at all. Yeah, I think that speaks to the way that the George Floyd case rolled out in that everybody agreed that George Floyd should not have died. Nobody looked at that video of the cop with his neck on the knee and was like, okay with that. Everybody thought that that was terrible. And despite that agreement, when the protesters went out, they started looting and started rioting. And that became the point of division, the looting and the rioting, because everybody agreed that they you know nobody was supporting the police officer who put the knee on the neck of George Floyd. So they made the issue about whether or not you're protesting or rioting. So we we weren't fighting over this, the actual merits of what went, what happened. We're fighting over the tactics used to protest it. So they shifted and, it because it was too everybody agreed too much. They need they the division. Keep, they keep feeding that because one of the tweets somebody's forwarded to me was uh a tweet, I don't know why it's still on Twitter, maybe it was a screenshot, saying we need this rioting to be the instant response to any uh, cop killing or whatever, which it isn't for Pasadena. I mean, they're trying to gin up some protests, but they cannot get national attention. And even in Portland, they started attacking cops in the name of Jacob Blake, whereas I'll tell you what did get attention down at the end of my street. There was like a bunch of people on somebody's front lawn protesting some U.S. post office thing, and the freaking local TV station was there. But yeah. not, you know. There are social media influencers that if they give the word, they can call up protest in an instant anywhere in the country. If these influencers, which are going to be the activist trainers, are going to be people from specific groups like Indivisible or BLM, probably not going to see Stacey Abrams or somebody that prominent call for people to go out to the streets right now. But the people who still, Alinda Sarsour maybe, those people, if they are to make a statement, then whatever story that people haven't heard about, they will hear about and they will go out to the street. It's a lot of power that these activist influencers have that without them, this story you're talking about is not going to get the attention. 
I would just love it if there's somebody still out there who's real. But I feel like anyone who might be real, who isn't influenced, is uh, silenced. I mean, I, I don't, Bill Cosby, right? So he did bad things for sure, but he was not someone they were controlling. Anthony Bourdain, they did not control him. Joan Rivers, they could not control him. And I'll tell you somebody who tried to fight, and I will tell you more about it in the Patron 15, is Lori Lachlan. But they brought her to her knees. I'm sure, you know, it's for her kids. I look forward to hearing about that. And in the Patron 15, I'm going to tell you about somebody I know who tested positive for COVID and what happens afterwards. And a funny thing that happened on the NBA basketball bubble. And I have one more thing. What is going to be a question for you, Puzzle? What world leader circled over protests in his capital city in riot gear with a rifle over the weekend. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to find that and find out about that one. <laughs> you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a great evening.